Hi, I'm Simone W. Johnson-Smith, and welcome to the Immigrant Experience in America. Are you a professional new to the United States and struggling to monetize the expertise you brought across the seas? Are you feeling misunderstood and out of touch because you're struggling to understand the unstated rules of the American culture? Each week, we'll take an in-depth look at the positive contributions immigrants are making to the American culture, marketplace, and life. Our intention is to serve as a bridge from your culture to the American culture, giving you a roadmap of tools and the language to understand the unstated rules of the American culture. Let's get started. Happy 2023. We're excited to kick off another year of exciting episodes. We completed 72 episodes in 2022 and we hit that 10,000 download mark. And so we're quite excited to bring you amazing interviews again of immigrants, expats who are here in the United States and in other countries around the world, making an impact and changing the world. I'm your host, Simone W. Johnson-Smith, and this is the Immigrant Experience in America, where we amplify and humanize the experiences of immigrants living in the United States and around the world. Today, we have for you Omar from Egypt. Omar, welcome to the show. Simone, thank you so much for having me. Super excited and congratulations about 72 episodes. That's amazing. Thank you so much. We're excited. We jumped off at the end of January in 2022, and uh, we're happy to know that there are people who are wanting to share their journeys to empower other people, other immigrants out there listening in. So thank you for joining us. Uh, So if you don't mind telling us a bit about yourself, personal, professionally, where you're from, and what's your heritage? Absolutely. So, um, yeah, my name is Omar Muhammad. I uh, just turned 30 in November, so I'm 30 years old. Been in America for nine and a half years, uh, going on 10 years. And man, doesn't it go by fast? You know, like I just feel like I got here yesterday. Uh, but time goes by fast here. Um, you know, I'm originally born and raised in Egypt. Came to America when I was 20, uh, 20 years old by myself. All my family are still back home. And um, I was supposed to be here only for three months, culture exchange program. But when I came here, Simone, I just loved it. The opportunity here is amazing. And I told myself, I would love to be part of this country. I would love to stay here and become American. That was my dream uh, at 20 years old. I know it wasn't going to be easy, but I knew it is what I wanted to do. To do, And um, the impact will have not just on my future, but on my younger siblings and my mom's future. I couldn't pass the opportunity. So I've taken the biggest challenge of my life and I've decided to stay in America and I couldn't be more thankful and uh, for what this opportunity have made of me. So here I am. Personally, I love riding horses. So you can get into that. I'm uh, big into equestrian, hanging out with family and friends. And I love business. I love that America is a land opportunity and I love uh, the business and capitalism here. I enjoy playing the game. Um, so here we are. And uh, what do you do by day, by night? You mentioned you worked with a company and then that you have a side gig that's turned into quite a big deal for you. Can you tell us a bit more? Absolutely. So, Simone, you know, coming into America first, I was thinking, man, if I once I become American, that's freedom, right? And um, yes, it was on, on some sort of level, but not if you have the citizenship or you have you know, you're, you're here, you're American, 
you definitely have zero excuse to do so great. You have the greatest opportunity, but by itself, without hard work and, and without the freedom of time, it's not really freedom. So I was working and I've been working with a company for seven years. I work for AT&T as a sales executive. I'm an area sales manager. I oversee 20 locations in sales and I love it. But for me, that was just wasn't enough, right? Like I knew my dreams. I didn't come here and sacrifice seven years. It took me before I ever was able to go back and see my family. So when I came at 20 years old and decided to stay and my family were all back, um, I couldn't go back unless I become an American citizen because in Egypt, military is mandatory for guys. So if I would have went back without being an American, I would have went to serve the military for a couple of years, which would have dropped my residence here. I couldn't come back to America. And I believe a lot of your listeners are immigrants, so they understand, you know, losing the status here if you go back and you stay a couple of years in, in Egypt or your home country. So I couldn't go back till I became American. So it took me seven years not seeing anybody from my family, not seeing anyone. I just didn't feel like it was enough. So I started researching. Um, I started reading. I didn't continue my education, uh, my, my regular education. Of course, I continued my own personal development, which is a key. But I didn't continue my education in school because when I came here, I was going to continue. But I just didn't feel like that was the right path for me. Uh, I went to two, two years for a business information system, but then I dropped out and um, start working here, start moving up. And I just felt like the degree here is not as important as self-education. So um, I start reading, I start developing and um, real estate. I, you know, me and real estate came, came across and I start reading about investing with no money down. And I was like, man, there's there, everybody's saying that there is a way. So I did a lot of research and then I dove right in after a lot of research. And then after that, we quickly uh, was able to jump in, and um, now I own six six units, um, all rental. And I started with no money down, and then I also started my own construction company. And I have an online platform where I coach and mentor immigrants and minorities to reach financial freedom throughout investing in real estate. So, um, twenty twenty two, and oh, I've just started in um, twenty twenty, honestly. So it's been a couple of years, but it's been an amazing couple of years. And I'm uh, excited for what 2023 is going to bring. That's amazing. What's the platform? Can you tell us a bit more? Absolutely. So uh, we're still working on, but I do have, um, I do one-on-one coaching. Um, and on Instagram, you can definitely find me if you look at um, Omar Muhammad or Mr. Property O. So Property O as an Omar. Uh, you'll be able to find me on Instagram. I download a lot of education videos i do also have a youtube channel um, and i post a lot of educational like so how can you find real estate deals how can you own uh what i love about real estate simone is like it's not get a rich quick game you know and i don't think there's anything worth that hey you just do this and you become rich um there's a lot of people that say getting into business should not be a transaction or an event you cannot just go sign up for a course or go sign up for um, you know, like a series of something and you're in business and you start, you no, know, getting in business is a series of events. You learn, you research, you uh, study the market, you implement the plan, you get funding. So real estate is not get a rich quick game, but it's get rich for sure. All the big uh, people that made it in America was because of real estate. So I loved it. I love the idea of owning rental properties. They appreciate in value, but then 
you actually have something that's paid off by somebody else and every single month you're cash flowing. So rent could be $1,200 and your mortgage is like 600. So you put some money on a side for, you know, vacancy or you put some money on a side for repairs and then you're getting $300, $400 a month per unit. And uh, for me, that was just the turn on. And I was like, yes, I could be traveling. I could go back to Egypt, spend money with my family and the cash is still coming. And um, that's what I love about it. I gave it everything and it gave back a lot. So online, you can find me, YouTube, Instagram, Mr. Property O. You can definitely send me a DM, reach out. If you're interested in learning about real estate or how I did it, I do one-on-one coaching. I'm also working on my course. I'll have a course where people can just purchase the course by itself. It's going to be very affordable. And uh, I'm working on my first book as well. Thanks for sharing that. So I'm wondering what is life like in Egypt? Well, you know, what was it like growing up? You know, fun things that you did. What's the food, culture, music, and uh, language spoken? Absolutely. So we speak Arabic back home. That's that's the language. And honestly, it's amazing. It just there's just no opportunity. So the life in general there, it's uh, it's amazing. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't have changed it for anything. I think back home is where I've learned the hustle, the mindset. Um, you know, you learn the basics uh, of the culture that shape you to who you become. The food is amazing. The music is amazing. And um, there's just a lot of uh, family culture. It's a lot of family oriented. Uh, you know, everybody's families are so big. You don't just have like your brothers and sister, but you get your cousins, your cousin, your your mom's cousins, your father's cousins and their kids and their grandkids. It's like big extended family. And they're very tight. Families are tight. I love going back. Like after seven years, when I went back, I, I missed it. The first four days I was just in tears. Uh, because you feel like how much as immigrants uh, we sacrifice, right? Like, yes, the opportunities here. Yes, I would love, I love being an American, being here and being able to build on my future. But you also miss out on a lot back home uh, with your family and the culture and the music and and all that. But it's, it's amazing. I mean, Cairo is um, one of the busiest cities. It's very busy. It's never sleeps. There's always, I think, my, so I brought my mom back for the first time uh, this um, this last December. She's been here for three weeks now. She's going back next week and she just can't believe how quiet it is here because she's she lived all her life in Cairo and she was like, I don't even hear anything. Uh, it's very quiet. It's very, you know, beautiful here. Over there, it's just there's always something going on no matter what time. I mean, you could leave the house at 11 p.m. and I, I remember even when i go back my friends like 12 a.m they're like okay you're ready we're about to go out um and then you don't come back to like four five six a.m it's just totally different sounds very interesting that yeah. has always been on my list is to visit that part of the african continent and i hope to make it there one day you should see the pyramids uh you know there's a lot of uh, it's different uh, temperature. It's beautiful. The weather is beautiful there. Um, doesn't get too cold at all. So you should make it sometime. You would love it. Awesome. Is there a large Egyptian community in the U.S.? I think you said you're in the northeast part of the country. Is what's the community uh, like? There, I definitely am in the Pittsburgh, so in the northeast. There is. I mean, what what I love about America is you can really find your community 
if you're looking for it, right? I mean, we're like the country that attracts the most immigrants or let me say the most successful immigrants. And there's reasons for that just because the opportunity again here, you can come to America and you can own piece of America and call yours and people want that. So people come here from all around the world. So there is a community. There is um, uh, not necessarily just an Egyptian community, but there is like a Middle Eastern or Arabic community. I'm not very like, you know, super, super involved. I stay very busy. But I do have some friends that I met here that were from Egypt as well. And uh, so, you know, you could cel- celebrate some of the holidays together. And it makes a difference for sure uh, as an immigrant coming to America to find people who are from the same culture, you know, and then they tend to help each other too, um, which I've seen in a lot of different ethnicity. You would see a lot of like as the Asian community as well, they will help each other, the Hispanic. And uh, I love that about the little communities here. Um, I'm, I'm involved a lot with the Hispanic community as well, just because the type of work, they're always helping each other as well. Like I've, I've seen there's places where you can go to get to utilities. Like I have a lot of tenants that are Hispanic or, um, you know, from, um, or from, you know, Brazil, like Portuguese, and they will go to these communities. And uh, I love that there's somebody always there to translate, get their utilities in their name. And it's, it's, it's amazing. I know there's a lot of supporting each other in the immigrant community because at times that's that's usually the only support system that there is, right? So very true. I wish there's more, but at least there is that. So kudos to every person helping um, out there because that's tough when you first move in here. Uh, I think I think as me personally, when I first moved here, twenty years old, I was taking advantage of Simone. Like I, and I'm not like playing the game of like, I, no, I'm just like, literally, I didn't even know. Like I was working and I, I was getting paid $2 an hour and I was living in the restaurant that I was working at and he would lock me inside, you know? Um, like I had, I had some horror stories that, but at back then I was like, it's temporary till I, you know, figure things out. But I, uh, I just didn't know any better. And I try to give back to the immigrants now because I don't want somebody to go through what I went through, right? If I didn't have a strong why, I probably would have just quit and went back. I wouldn't have made it. So the communities are very important for sure. Yes, I definitely can relate to that. When you first arrive and trying to figure yourself out, it can be quite challenging. This is why this podcast is here is to really do a reality check on, you know, moving from your home country to a new country and what that is experience is like in the first few weeks, months, years and challenges as well as the successes that you have if you persevere and continue to work hard and work smart about it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And some of them could be major challenges, right? You're in, uh, if you're by yourself, you're moving. I mean, I'm thankful for internet because you could literally find everything now. I could only imagine what our, you know, grandparents or anybody who had some families that immigrated back in the day. I couldn't even imagine how they could go that long without, checking on their family or have to send letters. So there's a lot that we're thankful for that we take for granted. And it's a lot easier for us now. But there's definitely still a lot of challenges, especially if you do not speak the language, you're not sure where to stay. There could be situations where, you know, a lot of immigrants could be taken advantage of. So I love what you're doing, putting that awareness out there, because it's something of my passion that I want to give back is to immigrants, you know. And definitely our hope eventually is to be able to create somewhat of a community where we can collaborate on a multicultural, multifaceted type of a way to do business with each other. Because I have found 
personally that sometimes you go out and you just randomly just do your best to do your reviews online and choose someone to collaborate with. And sometimes it turns out that they don't have your best interest at heart. They hear you with an accent and immediately, you know, either the price goes up or they find a way to scam you over. And I I don't like that. And I've had the experience more than once. And so it's part of the reason why I'm doing this is to really create that space for people to find honest people in business, to do business with them, you know, to protect the dollar that they're earning. You're giving me uh, cold chills now, just like, because it's, it's, it's very, very true. And, uh, you know, it happens. So now that I manage a big team, I like make sure, I was like, you cannot. And unfortunately, people do it uh, unconsciously. They judge, right? They judge once they hear the accent. They think maybe, especially in sales, I was like, listen, you don't know who has money and who doesn't and what they're going to spend it on. I can bet you somebody that comes here that have very thick accent could spend about like seven times more than somebody that comes speak fluent English. You cannot judge somebody because of their accent. And I would prove it to them. I was like, watch. So you're just going to give everybody the same experience. But unfortunately, a lot of people might hear the accent. And uh, this is something also requires an immigrant to be tough. Like, listen, it happens. And, you know, especially, and to be honest, it's just people always stereotype, right? Stereotype. It's not like we. I'm trying to change it, but I'm trying to make sure we have to, like, people are aware. You just have to work harder. And that's what I would tell a lot of people like who are immigrants or minorities. They were like, listen, I go to places and I get like a little bit different treatment because of my accent, my color, my ethnicity, or for any reason. Does that happen to you? And I tell them a lot of times, but I never had this thought that was like, because I'm immigrant or because my English is not that good or because like, you know, my skin color or my name, I can't. I was like, no, I just have to work harder. Somebody was born here, speak fluent English. I'm going to be their boss and I have done it because I worked, you know, my butt off while they were sitting on the couch, you know, watching Netflix. And this is what I love about this country. This country, it rewards hustle. It rewards hard work. It does not reward color just because of color. Yes, it exists. Yes, people might judge you, but that doesn't mean because somebody else doesn't have an accent or was born here in America is going to surpass you just by status. No. Again, you're going to have to work harder than they have to. But this is just how life is. But once you work harder and you put the work in, you will pass them. I guarantee, I promise you, you will. You just have to be mentally ready for that challenge. You're reminding me of a poem that's out there that we used to recite in high school that goes, the heights by great men or women was not earned by sudden flight, but while their companions slept were toiling upwards through the night. And that has stayed with me from high school when I did high school in Jamaica. And over the years, a lot of times I remember being in college. I lived on the dorms. I would finish my classes. I'm off. I was a bank teller. I, I went to do my job. I come home. I grab my dinner from the cafeteria. After I eat, I'm in the library hustling, doing my homework. I didn't have time to go to the happy hour or the whatever hangout. Because I had work to do. And so sometimes you have to be prepared to know that first time, first season, that is the way life is going to be. You're not going to have much of a leisure or free time. Self-care is very important, of course, but 
you know, you're going to have to put in the, the, the work to gain the knowledge, to gain the exposure to the culture, to gain the whatever it is that you need, whether it's to study and to learn English to the level where you can function easily with it. Whatever is required, you have to be prepared to put the time in. Yeah, very true. Life doesn't give people what they want. It gives them what they deserve. And I think just learning that have made a huge impact on me, right? Like not because I want the car or I want the house or the status, I will just get it. But once you deserve it, life will give it to you. It's, it's crazy. And uh, you, you said it like here, you're not trying to reinvent the wheel. This country was built on immigrants. See what people have to do. Again, if, if it's English, download and listen to stuff. I didn't learn real estate. You know, and I, I have people to come and sign up for my classes that their parents in real estate and own units here. My dad is back in Egypt, has no clue what real estate in America works, right? I didn't, I didn't come here with a handbook. I came here once I got my green card. I was hustling. I was learning. I was reading. I was buying audiobooks. You know, I, 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 I was in the beginning, I got sucked into the system. I bought like a Dodge Charger. I was going and spending like crazy on the credit cards. And then I was like, oh, no, I'm getting sucked into the system and I'm going to be stuck for a long time. I have to quickly change that. So I start reading. There's books about everything. And that's and, and I was telling you earlier, I stopped my I dropped out of college, but my education never stopped. Right. Like I dropped out the regular education to become an accountant or to become, you know, a lawyer or a doctor or anything, you know, or, or a teacher. That wasn't my interest, but I continued the self-interest. I say right now with people that are in finance or, and I can speak their language. I can talk about tax code better than some people that are still in college or graduated, you know, because I'm personally, I knew taxes was very important to me. So I read about it. I knew marketing was very important to what I'm going to do. So I have precious courses and I've read and studied. So if you're out there and you're listening and you know you're new you've been here for a while it doesn't matter where you at you could change that around as far as you you know mentally and physically able to you literally have zero excuse but to put the work in and we're in america it will give you the return back yes absolutely i've recently published an episode um, of a gentleman from argentina and he was sharing how he has friends that he grew up with who are still in Argentina and how his, he has been rewarded for his hard work here in the United States. And um, he has to work to convince people that the rule of law and the way the system is set up in the, to support business, that it actually works because in their country, they put the hard work in, but they don't see the fruits of their labor. And so there's a lot of countries around the world where you know, people are working hard, they're toiling every day, but the fruits don't really show up as much as you see the benefits of your hard work here. So we're just so blessed to be having the opportunity to be able to see the fruits of our labor here. So that's uh, spot on. And uh, that's the same situation in, uh, in Egypt. When I go back, every time I go back, visit my family or, you know, see my friends, I come back hungrier. Because again, you see the opportunity here, right? Like you put the work in, it will give you exactly what you deserve. Uh, unfortunately, in, in another country, you could put the work in and not see the fruits of your labor because just the way the system is set up. So 
and, and that's something I tell a lot of people here that, you know, like I will hear them, especially a lot of the younger generation just complaining about like, oh, like how terrible this is or, or how bad it is here. And I was like, listen, you need to just see how it is in other places. Um, you know, and, and again, I'm taking this from uh, Patrick Pat David. Um, he actually came from an immigrant family as well. And he says that there is only one country that has the word dream after, and this is the American dream. You don't hear about the Spain dream. You don't hear about, you know, uh, Argentina dream or, or, you know, Saudi dream, but you hear about the American dream. So there's a reason for that. Yeah, this is definitely the land of opportunities. And we're here trying to just, you know, on at the start of 2023 to kind of help people to just be sober about your time here because a lot of people also get lost in this big spending and living to impress the Joneses and whoever else put, you know, add the name that you want to add, but you have to stay focused because this is the place where you get rewarded. You can earn a dollar, but you have to be smart about the way you spend your money too. So I'm so glad that you're emphasizing your experiences, how you've had to put in the hard work and you had to cut back after buying the the big car and, and be smart about what you're doing with your money. Yeah, absolutely. And um, a lot of people, unfortunately, you know, immigrant or not, doesn't have the delayed satisfaction. You know, they would take what it is today. And that's that's what life is like. That's what discipline is. You would rather take right now uh, enjoyment than later, you know, and all the magic happened when you when you delay the satisfaction, right? When you get up at 5 a.m., I, I, that's what I try to do. And again, it's not like when I talk to somebody, it's not really like you got lucky. I put the work in. Like, it's not like when I talk to somebody and they're like, you know, yeah, but you just had it. I was like, had it what? I probably had it harder than a lot. And I would say that's in front of a room when I'm giving a speech than a lot of people. But, and I wasn't the smartest kid in the room. I came here 20 years old. I didn't have anything. I had to pay my ticket back that I borrowed the money for. So I, I, I didn't have anything. Didn't have, But I had one thing. I had the reason to do well. I had the hunger to do well. So again, delayed gratification, that's the word I was looking for, is where the key is. So you you know when the alarm goes in at 5 a.m., I want to get up in that cold. I want to stay in bed. But I know if I want to be healthy and I want to have a great day, I better get out and hit the gym. You know, and then after that, I come home. I know if I need to do better, I need to study a little bit. I need to put time to read. I need to put time. I don't need to go out on Saturday, New Year's Eve. I don't want to go out there and I would rather sleep so I can get up early and do that. So just your mind changes and you can just do, you get rewarded later. Delayed gratification is is a huge one. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for emphasizing that. I'm in total agreement. You've shared throughout your conversation thus far about your quote-unquote American dream and how you wanted to make sure that you gain citizenship and you wanted to be able to put the time in to earn to what, you know, whether whatever your personal goals are, whether it's supporting your mom and your other siblings or, you know, just to be able to have a piece of this American pie. So I'm wondering what are some challenges that may have come along as you came as a 20-year role and really, what was it like in the first few weeks, months? How did you adjust to the culture thank you so the first few weeks were amazing I, you know i came on a culture exchange program they, it was fun i was in america 
I was, you know, in that culture shock a little bit. Everything was 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 fun, was new. It is when I decided to stay is where things got harsh, right? That's that's some of the challenges. Um, you know, it's just something like inside told me like it would be hard, but I could always see a light at the end of the tunnel. And it was harsh in the beginning to like again because I didn't know like I got taken advantage of. It was harsh to like you know, you're worried, you're scared of the unknown. You don't know when you're going to see your family again. I didn't know if I was going to make it, wasn't going to make it like my, when I, if I will ever get my citizenship and a lot of immigrants that come here, all these questions, like I have a friend that haven't seen his family in 15 years, you know, and, and he just doesn't speak the language he's trying and he's hasn't been able to pass the test. So there's, there's challenges that immigrants have especially if your family's not with you. It's a tough one. At 20 years old, I had another friend back home that had traveled and he was raised totally different than me. He finished his degree. His dad put him through a very nice school. After he finished his engineering degree, he got an opportunity to go to Germany. And unfortunately, once he got to Germany, we had to buy him a ticket back after a while because he got into drugs. He met somebody that was, you know, very bad influence and unfortunately, he's right now in getting the help he needs. Fortunately, he is getting his the help that he needs, but pretty much almost ruined his future. And um, you could think about it. And I, and I looked at myself and I looked at him and I'm thankful and blessed. And I thank God daily for where I'm at. But he didn't have a reason to do so well, right? He didn't have a reason in his mind. His His mission was to go out there and have fun. My mission, I had to come here and make it happen because I have younger siblings and a mom that I had to like, that looking up at me, I'm under hope almost out of like stress. And so I couldn't mess up even when the opportunity would came and, and I could see, I just couldn't afford to mess up. So that made me like very strict. Yes. I went out. Yes. I had fun, but at the right time. So the challenges were more of like people saw me willing to put the work. And unfortunately they took advantage of me and they were immigrants too. So they would invite me to work for them and I, um, for the first first year was the toughest. I, I slept in a car. I almost became homeless, some of it. Somebody was like, hey, come down to Tennessee. I have a shop. You could work there. And, uh, you know, I'll give you $400 a week. I go there, worked almost a month, didn't get paid, didn't have a place to sleep. He told me to sleep in the restaurant. I couldn't because he would lock it at night. And I need. I, I was scared. I was like, I'm not going to sleep in a place and you lock it on me. So I, I, one of the girls that worked there were like, hey, you can come stay with me. I didn't want to. I told her I'll sleep in her car for a couple, you know, days till I get paid and figure out rent a place. So there, there was a lot. And um, I'm just thinking about that. Again, goes back to the conversation we had earlier. Delay gratification, right? I could have been like, you know what? I want to go out right now. I'm a 21 years old. I'm in America. I'm going to go party. I'm going to go have fun. Uh, the guy tells me this. No, I'm not going to work. But no, I... I my my hangout for a couple of months was going to Walmart. That was all what I had to do. And I was super happy going to Walmart because I was working, saving money and trying to figure out things and sending money back home. You know, my, my little brother was not getting raised like I was. He was having more stuff and it felt my heart. So, but, but in the beginning, again, uh, the language, I'm thankful. I came in already speaking English, so it wasn't too bad just understanding and then it's still hard like understanding what a 401k is understanding what the health insurance is 
understanding what all that is. I would go to drive through and I would mess up my order every single time because they would ask me and I wouldn't understand them. And I've just felt so shy repeating. So I would just take whatever and end up not being what I want till a while I got used to like, you know what? No, sorry. I, I build more confidence. And I was like, no, I, I don't understand what you're saying. Could you please repeat? But that takes time, right? It takes time because you feel like you're the strange person here. And a lot of things you're just afraid to ask for help. So if you're out there and you're listening and you're in a situation, please ask people for help or don't like people are there willing to help. And there's a lot of resources that are willing to help anybody. So, and it, it helped me shape me to who I am. And I've learned a ton from that journey. I wouldn't have traded for the word, right? It's just what life is. It's um, opportunity wrapped with struggle and you always going to struggle. And then at the end you will make it, but there's always going to be, some struggle this is just like like the seasons you know there's winter there's summer and there's spring and there's fall yeah that cycle of life nothing lasts forever there's always a change coming so you're underlining that phrase that i hear people talk about and a lot of immigrants experience this when you're living in a new land a new environment that imposter syndrome where you don't feel like you belong and you know, you're shy and you don't know how to, you don't have the same confidence that you would have had from the environment you're coming from. And so you're, you're underlining your struggles of trying to build your confidence of, you know, saying what you really want for through the drive-through. That's amazing. Yeah. But I'm sure you're so much far ahead now today after that one yeah, step yeah. that you took, right? Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't. I'm far ahead. I'll tell you. And this is something I'm super thankful for. When I fly back home right now and I go and I see my friends, and again, a lot of them maybe had finished college, and and I'm I'm not I'm not against education or anything, but I've never feel less than anybody. I've never felt less anyway to start with, but I feel like I'm actually have accomplished a lot more than a lot of people, and um, you know, just because of what I went through. You know, like not too many people have done that. Like maybe their parents had to help because in Egypt, it's really hard to get through without having a family there that maybe your dad could push you. Like you can't just go get a job at McDonald's and or get a job and then rent a place and get a car. That doesn't happen there. You might be a doctor and not be able to afford the place or get married or rent rent a car or buy a car. It's just not like that. So you have to have and a, a lot of my friends, uh, they were fortunate enough to have parents that have you know, help them. I wasn't. So at 20, when I decided to come here, I feel like I'm self-made. I built myself. I, I have two businesses. You know, I understand marketing, finance, taxes, businesses. I can sit down and talk with you. I'm confident. I understand psychology. I love philosophy. I've studied that. I've taken classes in this. And this is all comes back, yes, to my hard work. And also I'm thankful for America for taking the chance on me and giving me the chance to to build a dream here and this is something i'm forever grateful for yes likewise you put in the hard work and you were rewarded for it so i'm wondering as you tried to figure things out and you know how did things turn around to you from the days where you were sleeping in a car and you didn't get paid after working for a month what were some opportunities that came along to kind of help you just you know get on your feet and and to start building yeah, it's a great question. Now that I look back at it, I have a total different view. Opportunity will come, right? Like the opportunities are out there. You just don't can't give up. 
And I feel like that's the power of attraction. I wanted to come to America since the first, since I was a kid, but so has everybody else in Egypt. You know, if you ask maybe out of a hundred people, probably 90 out of them would say they would love to go to America, if not more. So everybody had that dream, right? Like it's the land of opportunity. Everybody would love to be here, but I just worked hard for it. I was in college. I was working for an American company, trying to learn the language. I was saving money. And it's just things will work out for you if you put the work in. That's just what the universe, it's, it's you know, you think about it. Some people think like, oh, you can manifestation. It does work, but it just doesn't work without you work. So you gotta, you gotta have a dream. I can't tell you that for you having a goal or writing down your goals will get you there. But I 100% can tell you not writing your goals or having a goal will definitely take you nowhere, if that makes any sense. So if you have a goal, and my goal was to travel, worked hard, it came. Then when I came here, my goal wasn't to be a dishwasher or you know sleep in a restaurant, but I kept trying to figure it out. But at that time, when it was rough, not getting paid, didn't have a job, didn't have money, I just went and started looking for jobs. And there is people along that route that you know God will help you figure things out. You just have to give it your best. Some people were like, this is one person. I'm actually going to see him this Wednesday. He t- took me on. He's, he was an owner of a restaurant as well. And I went in and I asked for a job. And he was like, unfortunately, we're not hiring. And then he could just tell my face was like really desperate for a job. And he was like, just, just hang hang tight for a second. He was like, are you hungry? And I won't lie to you, I was starving. So he was like, let's just grab some food together and tell me a little bit about you. And I told him why I'm my story. And he was like, all right, let's uh, let's go find you a place to stay here and find me a place to rent. He actually took me on first at his house for a couple of nights. And then we found a place for me to stay, give me a job and treated me just like the rest of the Americans. That's all what I wanted back then. I just wanted a chance to work. Didn't want anybody to treat me different because I'm an immigrant or I'm a 20 years old. But you know, I just wanted a chance. And I, the minute I had a chance, I outworked everybody at the at the restaurant. And then once I started with AT&T, I swear to God, Simone, people were like thinking I'm an alien. They were like, who the hell are you? How can you have that many sales? You could barely speak the language, but they just couldn't understand it. And I couldn't explain it back then. I couldn't understand why they don't have it. You're telling me I'm sitting here in the air condition and you're giving me all the tools and the resources to be successful and just go out there and make the job happen. I... I outworked everybody. They may be more talented. They had the language. I was number one in sales the whole year on the whole company on the Northeast wow. and AT&T. And people couldn't wow. believe it. My very first year. And I couldn't believe that that was my very first, like, you know, normal job. Like, I mean, not that working as a dishwasher or anything is not, but that was like the first big chance I had to prove myself. I blew it out the water. And people were like, you're going to be like the CEO one day. And I just thought they were being nice. But what I understand now is, is the work ethic that people lack. I took zero days off. I made a, they, I would get a commission check and it's five grand. I've never made that much money in my whole life. Like nobody in my family got a commission check like that. I teared up and sorry, I get so passionate talking to you about it, but it's just like, it's just like, you know, when you don't know what you have till you lose it. And I mm-hmm. think people just never really saw it the other side or wanted it as bad and that's what i know i was like man if i really want something i just have to give it everything it takes my mind started thinking i was like what else could i want 
okay, Omar, you wanted the citizenship, it came. You wanted to be number one, it came. You wanted to get promoted in the company, it came. It didn't just come because you wanted it, it came because you deserved it. How can you deserve financial freedom? How could you deserve becoming, you know, on a podcast speaking to Simone right now? That was something I, I, I wished for, to get on podcast. And I was like, let's figure it out. You have to become a better person. You have to become a person where people want to listen to. There's something in it. So I started studying, working on myself, build a business. You know, six units is not huge, but for me, it's huge. I started with nothing. And now yeah. I have six units, people living in, paying me rent. You know, for me, I've made it. You know, Not yet. I have so many bigger goals, but like, and that's, you just, you can really accomplish what you want to if you, uh, you know, definitely put the work in. That's why I believe, yes, in talent, but it doesn't mean nothing. Talent means nothing. Because you can always outwork talent. And unfortunately, uh, a lot of times, especially in third world countries, you just, the way you, you're raised, you think about like, oh, they're talented or, you know, you, you have to kind of rewire your mind and think about like, you deserve it. Go out there and make it happen. Oh my, it's just, yeah, I'm <laughs> getting chills just listening to your, yeah. you know, you're, you're underlining the importance of drive and, I'm, I have a four-year-old daughter and I have nieces and nephews. I have cousins, a huge family, just like you're mentioning. And my concern, as I've observed over the years, like how do we create that level of drive that we come in with? Because I can relate to the level of energy at which you're operating at. I feel like I have it too, right? You know, the moment I knock something down, I'm ready for the next. Then I have to watch myself. Be careful because, you know, you, you just keep going <laughs> and I have yep. to make sure that I'm resting. I have to make sure that I'm mentally, spiritually resting and taking care of myself because it's like as soon as I achieve something and I'm just like, I'm excited for 2023 because, you know, we started January and over 11 months, we hit 10,000 downloads. That's amazing compared amazing. to like how other podcasts are doing and so I'm like, I'm ready for 2023 and, and, and like what we're going to be able to achieve and do for people and to how many people we're going to be able to help. First generation Americans, right? Children who are born to people who are first generation immigrants here in the U.S. I'm concerned because sometimes they are raised in the environment where they have things easier than we did. They're not as exposed to the, the type of um, lack or need that exists around the world right and sometimes it blinds them and part of my goal is to figure out how to create that drive in my daughter that she doesn't get lost in the abundance that's here in the united states there's nothing wrong with being raised around abundance but so long as it doesn't kill your drive to achieve or to go after what you want in life but too many young children i feel you know, they don't have that same level of drive that their immigrant parents have. And I'm, I'm searching, I'm trying to figure it out. How do I create this drive in my daughter or, or my cousins or other young children who are born to immigrant parents who now have it easier than their parents? I, I really want to try to figure that out, you know? It's a great question. And I believe, um, you know, it's a very valid point. But if I look around me, some of the most successful people I know are kids of immigrants. First generation kids. If you think about a lot of big names, a lot of people, uh, I, I don't even have like a way to drop all the names, but a lot of people that I even follow or listen to or learn from, their parents were immigrants. 
they're they're first generation. So I, I think they just like you know kids of first generation they're gonna pick up you know they're gonna pick up that drive they're gonna pick up a lot of things. I don't think it's like really adversity. So there are some people that have made it that you don't have to have adversity. I believe so to to succeed, right? You don't have to face so many hard growing up or you know. I feel like yes, it gave it, it helped me, it helped push me. But I feel like if you really have another need or figure out a need, the why you need to go do it, you will. Uh, but there is a book that can help you big with that. It's 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 Carol Dweck, Doctor Carol Dweck's book. It's called Growth Mindset. And if you, it, she talks a lot about how to like you know raise kids and a lot of studies they made in there how like you reward the kids differently. So in the system, as an example, so many times we reward our kids uh, based on their smart abilities, not their work abilities. So what do I mean by that is like, oh, my God, you got straight A's. You must be so smart. Now, the kid grows up thinking they're so smart, better than any kids. They're afraid to take risks. They're afraid to start a podcast like you because they don't want to get hit. All of a sudden, they're not smart anymore because that's what they've been told the whole time. So she talks about like rewarding your kids. You must have worked really hard, Simone. That's why you have had 10,000 views in downloads. You know, hey, Omar, you must have really worked so hard to get this rental property. It's not because you're so smart, you know, and, and, and just some shift in raising the kids and some words, it gets them in the mindset of like, oh, if I work hard, I could accomplish more things and they start growing. So it's a very good book. I'll definitely recommend um, if you have time, give it a shot. You will love it. Okay, awesome. Thank you for the share. I'll try to find it and put it in the show notes for people who might be listening and are interested in who have children as well and might be trying to figure out how do I save my child from just becoming too comfortable? Because I think it's just comfortable. People get comfortable that they are living among this, you know, in this abundance, but you still have to work to maintain what your parents has earned and has passed on to you. Right. Or else you're going to end up poor. <laughs> right. Yep. So, yeah. And, and a lot of people, most wealth don't get passed. I think it's, it's I can't remember the numbers. You don't call me on it, but it's, um, um, I think it's three or four generation max wealth gets passed. And that's the reason of like how many people like win the lottery. And then after a few months, they, they're bankrupt. It's 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 just who you become. It's not about be as you said. It is maintaining and learning. And I think if you teach your kids self development from when they were little, I think you will never have anything to worry about. I don't have kids, single, not married yet, so I don't know the answer out of experience. Uh, it's just all out of thought. But it's you see it all the time. Yes, yes, I see it, and I see parents just struggling. I know of a case of a young man who was in undergrad for like seven, eight years and still end up not graduating. And I'm just like, I don't understand. You have your parents here paying for you to continue to fail year after year. You need to like take your business and graduate, right? The money that's going down the drain, paying for another year, another year, and you keep failing another exam because he's not whatever decisions he's making to either not study or get caught up on video games or whatever the distraction is. But it's amazing to me. Just, you know, we have the very successful children of immigrant parents, but then you have the other on the other side where the parents are so worried and concerned because their children are not making the best decision after they've worked so hard, you know? 
uh, I think they just get them mentally and physically trying to um, separate it because you, I, I just know my kids will never be like me, right? Like I worked that hard. They wouldn't be. And it's okay. I, I have to be okay with that. They're going to become their own person. I'm going to do my best to give them everything. But whatever they're going to become, I'm going to be okay with that. And I think just making the mindset of that and just doing all what you can, because there's stuff that you just can't worry about. Let's get the books. Yes, I'm going to get the books. Yes, I'm going to learn how to become the best parent I can be. But I, I feel like the best thing you can do your, to your kids is just becoming the best version of yourself. That's mm-hmm. the most you can give, you know, and, I, and I've read that too, you know, in the airplane, whenever like they say there's something happened in the airplane and the mask drop, put your mask on first. So I think people always, before you put on your kit, so take care of yourself first. That's the best thing you can do to your kids uh, because they will flourish and grow to who they become. But it's a, it's a very valid point. Sometimes I think about it. I look at some of my friends here that came from like very wealthy parents and they're immigrants as well. And um, sometimes I'm, I feel like I'm thankful I had that adversity I had to go through. It's just because I'm not saying that money ruins, but I feel like some people might look at the adversity they had as they're so unfortunate. I think it was very fortunate because, again, it shaped you to who you are. Um, and people could take it two ways. You could take the adversity and just never do anything about it and blame everybody, the government, your parents, life, you know, the word. You can just keep blaming or you can just take it and make it your drive. And when I look at my friends and um, sometimes they just they just don't have the same drive, they'll be like, oh, I would never do what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I just ask myself, why wouldn't they? It's just because they don't have a reason to, right? Like when you say the kid that can never pass his college or, you know, just keep failing, they just not because they're dumb, you know, and sorry for that. I don't think they are. I think they just don't, they don't have a reason. There's no need for them. That keeps paying. Mom keeps paying. Why would I do it? Why? There's no reason to. But once you cut that off and you throw them out there <laughs> and it becomes a necessity, that kid will graduate right away, you know, because there you it's a necessity. Yeah. There you go. There yeah. you go. Was there anything in particular that was like very shocking for you adjusting to a different Western culture compared to North African culture? You speak Arabic. I'm sure the culture in, in Egypt is completely different from here. Was there anything shocking? And what would you encourage people in order to kind of ease, you know, adjusting to the American life? I don't think anything was very shocking, you know, to me. Like, I wasn't shocked by by a whole lot because I think America always does a great job of, like, you know, you watch the movies. Like, the American culture is very well known. Like, you don't have to come to America to just learn the American culture. You would know the American culture right before you got here. So there wasn't anything super shocking, um, you know, to me. It just, um, uh, what I would tell to people to try to adjust or to prepare for is, I mean, I guess time. Um, if I, if there is an advice, you know, the time that goes by, you can just not make it again. So um, that that's one of the biggest thing. And this is just not in America. That's, that's everywhere. So you have an opportunity here. Um, I guess also like that, the other things that maybe learning and finance, you could really, I mean, learn taxes. If I would give an advice, don't just stop at learning your job. This is the land opportunity. There's so much more advantage, uh, to start your dreams and to follow your dreams here and, and just start your own business or, you know, learn, 
learn, learn, learn, learn, learn. And um, this country gives a lot back. So um, study and learn and take action. But no, there's nothing really was shocking that I could think of, honestly. Uh, and I was like, wow. So I guess one of the funny ones was um, in Egypt, you know, it's more of a desert atmosphere. Like, uh, there's just not, not as... Um, not as many trees here. I was uh, remembering, I was like, man, there's just so much beautiful nature here and trees. And that was, that was very, the nature here was totally different than what I grew up with. So that was one thing that was super different. The language, you know, I've, I've spoken English, um, was hard, the different accents, like you, it's different. It's totally different dialogue speaking somebody from uh, Tennessee to Boston, you know, so you just gotta, you know like trying to listen and um and don't be afraid at the drive-thru you know if you don't if they can't understand you at the drive-thru go inside or just take your time we have a new segment of the show called faux pas which is something that is socially unacceptable is there anything that you in particular would encourage people not to do as immigrants because you know we're coming from totally different environments Things that are acceptable in the place that we were born and raised in is so not acceptable here. Anything that comes to mind that you might say, you know, oh, I did that and that was just, you know, not the thing to do. And I've learned over the years not to do that. What, what, anything comes to mind? Um, not, not straight, but there is definitely a lot of things that are different. So get to know the rules. There's a lot of regulations here um, of all different kinds of regulations. So you get to know the regulation. I think like coming from a third world country, there's way less regulations. I mean, you could drive back home with a kid on your lap. They could be driving the steering wheel. Here you can't, you know, so stuff like that I could think of. I didn't do it, but I could think of a lot of things that are more lenient. And like over there, you could smoke pretty much anywhere. There's just a lot of regulation and uh, there's certain things you cannot do or say in in some places. So just be aware of that. And um Another thing not to do is thinking what's the normal and chasing the normal. Don't be average. Just be yourself. Don't try to change who you are. Don't try to get rid of your accent. And um, just be you. There's something unique about you and being an immigrant and being different. And uh, trust me, there's a lot of values. It's, it's good to be different. And I feel like a lot of immigrants, when they come here, or I see a lot, is they try to become too Americanized. They think this will do them better. And uh, I was a victim of that myself. And don't. Just, just just, take your time. Stick to your values. Stick to your culture. Pick what's best. If something you learn here that's better. And that uh, doesn't mean necessarily that what you raised on is, is the right thing or here. Just be open-minded. And there's some stuff from back home. Keep it. And if you learn something here that's good, learn it. And um, just be acceptable of uh, anything new as well. So yeah. that's it. Oh, wow. That's a great bookend. Thank you for that. That's that's excellent. I'm wondering, just to wrap up, how do people find your services, check out your course, your YouTube channel? How do they find you if they want to collaborate? Absolutely. So I have a website. It's omarmohammed.org. So O-M-A-R and then Mohammed, M-O-H-A-M-E-D dot org. Um, and then I have Instagram. It's mr.propertyo, mrpropertyo. Omar Muhammad, I'm all over Instagram, so as social media, uh, so as YouTube. If you looked at Mr. Property or Omar Muhammad, I will pop up. I um, And then you can uh, reach out directly on Instagram, send me a DM, um, and let's chat. So, 
thank you so much, Omar, for your time. It was a pleasure talking with you and uh, enjoy whatever you do today. And Happy New Year. May this be a very bright and prosperous year for you. And I hope you get to enjoy the rest of the time with your mom. Thank you so much, Simone. It's been a pleasure for me as well. And I love all what you're doing. And uh, hopefully we do it again. Tune in next week for another episode of The Immigrant Experience in America. As this is a new podcast, we welcome any and all support. If you have not done so already, subscribe on the Apple Podcast app, Google Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. You can also support us by completing a five-star rating and review and sharing our podcast with your friends, family, and circle of influence. <laughs>